Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Chasing the Sweet Things in Life, the Sweet Paul Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have some explaining to do. We have some explaining to do. We have been absent for at least three weeks. Has it been three weeks? Yeah, it has. First, we were super sick. Yeah, that's we had what it, how the it started. flu from hell. I would call it. Yeah, we went to Las Vegas for my birthday slash our anniversary Mm -hmm. slash Valentine's Day, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't care for the strip. I thought that was kind of tacky, but the old, like, what's it called? Downtown? Yeah, we stayed one night at Caesar's Palace, which was... It's stressful. It's stressful. It's very stressful. It's stressful. There's all these people around. That's probably why we got sick. And then we spent a few days with some friends in Fremont, which is downtown, mm. old town uh, Vegas, which is really amazing. Yeah, that's a really charming part because yeah. that's like where all the locals are. Yeah, there's this property called Ferguson's that is like retail. It's like a artist living community. It's two fabulous restaurants. Mm-hmm. Mexican and I think Japanese. Um, the renovation they did on this mid-century uh, hotel property is like incredible. And they have a, a market there at night. Well, they, one day it's during the day and one day it's in the evening and everyone comes out and it's really amazing. So we were super inspired by all that going on in Las Vegas. And then I actually flew out really early to go to San Francisco, like flew there in the morning, flew back at night, mm-hmm. had very little sleep. We were just very like... And then we came back. My birthday was that Monday. And then Paul got sick on, I got sick on Tuesday, Tuesday. And then we... And you got, and sick, I got on sick on Wednesday. And then we were sick, sick, sick for two weeks. But and it was like, I never had a flu like that. I mean, if it was now, I would think it was Corona, but... I literally woke up in the morning, went and sat in a chair, and I fell asleep again. I just felt like I slept for two weeks. Yeah. So the whole world was just passing by. And, and I was then just in the middle of it, we moved. Yeah. Like barely, really barely being able to do it. Mm-hmm, Luckily, mm-hmm. we didn't really have a ton of, we don't really have much, but it was still so exhausting to move. And then we, bought furniture that week we were feeling a little bit better yeah but not like 100 no but so we're starting to feel better we still have a little bit of cough but we're in this really amazing new townhouse yeah which we're so happy and grateful it's modern it's clean it's should we talk about why we moved oh oh yes I i think we need to because what happened so in December, we started noticing that all of a sudden there was a lot of crows around, you know, blackbirds. Yeah, in our old apartment complex. Yeah, and they would, they started sleeping in these two very tall trees that were directly above. Yeah, but there was hundreds of them on, a, on the property, hundreds. Yeah, but the thing was that they were sleeping. Yeah, they would all come in <clears throat> as, at sundown, mm-hmm. squawk, squawk, squawk. And they would all sleep in the trees. And of course, what did they do at night? They poop. They pooped everywhere. So every morning when we woke up, 
our terrace and our entrance place was just covered in bird poop. Yeah, it was the it, most, it was the craziest thing I ever experienced. Yeah, it was disgusting. So, and the dogs were always but, trying to... Well, the dogs were trying to eat it, and it was ugh, it was so bad. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. No, so we just decided we need to move. That And the thing is, our lease was up, so that was like the catalyst to be like, no, yeah. we actually need to move. We need to get out of here. And so we did a glow up. That's what the kids call it, sweetie. A glow up. And what does that mean? Meaning we like moved on up to the east side. Oh, okay. Yeah, we moved up. Yeah, upgrade. Up, we upgraded. Upgrade. <laughs> I upgraded Paul. <laughs> so it's lovely. Yes. It has a view. It has its own little pool and hot tub. It has its own little gas fireplace. It's really beautiful. So yeah, we're very we happy are here. Very happy. Um, and it's really quiet. Super quiet. And whenever I heard, so my trigger word now is crow. <laughs> crow so you can't say crow to me because no, I know. I, we hear a crow we're like yeah, oh my we're gosh like, they're coming they're coming for us they're yeah. coming they're gonna poop on us yeah so funny <sighs> so we're very happy here and the funny thing is is that you know i've traveled a little bit and paul is very well traveled which we'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about today but it's funny if anyone asked us both if we could live anywhere in the world yeah. where we want to live, and we would say right here, yeah, right here, right where we are. Yeah, it's which actually, is really amazing. I know it's honestly a very magical place. It feels like, even though we are working, it kind of feels like we're still on a vacation. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Yeah, we're so grateful to have we took the here, plunge, took the plunge, fell in love with it, and we're yeah. very content. Yeah. So, and it was also good because we both had jobs where we actually can do that. Yes, but it was still there was still risk involved. No, of course, totally. And I think that the universe blessed us because we just went for it. Yes, absolutely. Oh well. So, so that was that's the reason. Yeah, why why we, we have not been podcasting? Yes. But it's our podcast, so we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And if life gets the best of us and we need to take a break, then, yes. well, then we will have to then take a break. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She's sassy today. <laughs> oh my God. No, that's, it's good because this is a, it was kind of a transitional time. And we're going to sort of get caught up with Paul's life story and then also transition into bringing people into the podcast mm-hmm. and talking a little bit about their stories individually. So yes. we have a lot of amazing friends and makers here in the Valley. So I'm excited to start talking, but this is actually episode 17, 17 mm-hmm. all grown up. I know. And 17. This, this one I have called world traveler. Oh. Mm. World traveler. World traveler. Have you been all over the world? I have literally been around the world. So did your travel start because you started doing so editorial? What, you know, so what happened was that yeah, I traveled a little bit for work. But and you when know, you were it a was, kid. Yeah, when I was a kid we traveled a lot, but mostly around Europe and stuff. And you have to realize that Norway is a very what's it called? Homogenic. Homogeneous. 
homogenous. Homogenous. <laughs> homo. Homo something. <laughs> <laughs> so Norway is a very homo country. <laughs> no, what I mean is that everything is kind of like, everyone is very much alike. The same, same. Yeah, yeah. and it's a very white country and a very, you know, it's safe and, and all that, but a bit boring. Yeah. So what happened was that I started, together with Nina and Jim, the photographers in Norway, you know, I started doing all these books. And to be honest with you, for a while, I made a lot of money. And yeah, I could have bought a house or an apartment, but I didn't. Yeah. So what I did was that it was a time in my life, it was like between like 30 and 40. Yeah. I just really had a need to like travel and to see travel. Yeah. I wanted to see the world. Yeah. And you know, this money came in and I was like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So the first thing I did was actually buy a round the world ticket. Yeah, which is like an open ticket, right? Yes, kinda. You it's flexible. Yes, it is flexible. Totally. But it literally takes you around the world. You have to keep going east or west. Or west. Yes. Yeah. So I did Oslo, Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Singapore. Wow. Yeah. Copenhagen, Singapore was like 14 hours. Yeah. That's a big jump. I mean, you didn't yeah. go to like. No, because what was that? I what would it went be? What to... would be in between? Turkey? Yeah. Like the whole of like the Middle East. Yeah. But my goal was to go and see a friend that lived in New Zealand. So from Singapore, I went to Sydney. I spent a week in Sydney. How long was that flight? That's like maybe six hours. That's so crazy. I know. That is so crazy. Yeah. And then... Do a lot of Asians go to Australia? Yes. And a lot of Australians go to Asia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, You know, Bali is from Australia. It's like... Maybe like three hours. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I know, I know. Yeah. It's literally the other side of the world. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I spent a week in Sydney, which was amazing. Such a... My God, people were so friendly. Had so much good food. Just like be able to walk up and see the Sydney Opera House was incredible. It's I've even never, more I've never... stunning in real life. It's really... yeah. I've never been in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, so does it feel like you're upside down? No, but do you know how you see it when you flush the bathroom? Does the water really go the opposite it way? It goes the opposite way. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. amazing! I know that's for real. Yeah, that's for real. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. I know. And then from Sydney to Auckland, which is maybe like a three-hour flight, as I remember. Yeah. So Auckland is the capital of, no, it's not actually, but it's the biggest city of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I have a Norwegian friend that lives there. Mm-hmm. Her name is Randy. But not the same Randy? What? Have I talked about her before? Maybe I have. Oh, Rudy. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, her name is Randy. Yeah. And, you know, Randy in like proper English it means horny. Yeah. I know. So she goes by Didi. And not Randy. <laughs> not Randy. Her nickname is Dee Dee. Yeah. Double D. <laughs> Double Randy D. Double D. It was kind of incredible. We came late at night, drove to their house, and 
Have you ever seen that movie Piano? The Piano, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the opening scene with the black sand and stuff? Yeah, the black sand yeah. So I wake up in the morning, open the curtains, and the view is that beach with the black sand. Amazing. Were you like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, this is this is why I want to travel. I want to see these things. Yeah, yeah. And the same, like, the funny thing is that New Zealanders and Norwegians are kind of like the same, a little bit. Yeah. They were similar. Interesting. Yeah, because we're both kind of, I mean, it's not that we're small countries, but there's not that many people living there. Yeah. And we both have this, like, Big, like, little brother, what can I say? Little brother complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have to Australians and we have to the Swedes. Yeah. So it's a, we're kind of like a little bit similar. And they, that's Lestat in the background drinking water, by the way. So they sort of have like a chip on their shoulder about Australia. A little bit. Yeah. But they love everything European. Yeah. So when we would walk in the streets and look at the shops, it was like sign outside, new stock from Europe in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my and my friend Didi, whenever we would go out, she would always be like, well, this is Paul, he's from Europe. Oh. So I would always be like... So it didn't matter if I'm you're Paul, from like from Latvia Europe. or like no, Norway, as long as, no, as, as, long as, as you were from you're Europe. Europe. That was the main thing. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, so that was an amazing trip. And then we flew from Auckland to LA, and that was 16 hours. When you say we, this is your Norwegian boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16 hours on the plane. From where to where? From Auckland to LA. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. That gives me anxiety just thinking about it. 16 hours. And I was actually in front of the curtain. First class. Mm, but still, 16 hours was like... Too much. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing was that I was... It was one of those planes where you could order your little movie. Yeah. You had a little screen and there would come a little tape and... You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, would you like to see a movie? And I was like, yes, I would like to see Nurse Betty. She was like, excuse me? Yeah, Nurse Betty? And she was like, What? was a movie called Nurse Betty. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm on an American like United Airlines. I was like, I would like to see Nurse Betty. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yes. That's your American <laughs> accent? That, yeah. Was it good? No. Oh. Sounded so weird. Like John Wayne. She didn't understand She didn't you. understand what I said. Oh, my God. I know. And Okay, um, so what... Wait, is this the 90s? Yes. What did a first-class ticket around the world cost in the 90s? I think it cost... I can't really remember. Maybe 30,000 Norwegian crowns. Which is how many dollars? 4,000. $4,000? That's not that much money. No. No, it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. It was actually the cheapest way to fly... Because honestly, like if you flew first class from like New York to or France, that's probably $2,000. Oh, I think it's like four. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, buying a ticket around mm-hmm. the world is actually 
Yeah, very. back then it was the cheapest way to fly. Yes. I don't know about now, but yeah. back then it was. Yeah. So we came to LA, and I remember we approached LA, and I looked out the window, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a huge fire. So I asked, I said to the flight attendant, I said, oh, my God, look. There's like LA is on fire. And she was like, oh, no, honey, that's the smog. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. It literally looked like it was on fire. like The old, brown. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like it was, you know, smoke from fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> Crazy. Okay, we're going to take a little break, and then I'll talk about my LA first time in LA. Okay, so we came to LA and got to a hotel, rested, and then we were like, oh, let's go for a walk. And the thing is, no one walks in LA. No, especially not then. No. So we stayed at the hotel. It was one of those Ian Schrager. Ian Schrager. Yeah. And, you know, we started walking and we were like, yeah, there's nothing over there. Trying to find some shops and something. And all of a sudden, we were like, oh, this is, doesn't look <laughs> this doesn't look that great. And we got stopped by a police car asking us, like, if we were okay. Because you were walking down Sunset Because we Boulevard. were walking in L.A. <laughs> Isn't there a song called No One Walks in L.A.? Yeah. 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 No one walks in L.A. Yeah. No one does. It was crazy. No. I mean, maybe a little bit now in certain neighborhoods, but no. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. You walk on the street and you get stopped by the police? What the hell is this? Yeah. What kind of place is this? Yeah. <laughs> so we left it, We left early. We left the next day. We were like, no, I don't want to be here. Seriously? <laughs> yes. I didn't like it. Oh, because you could hop on any flight at any mm, time? Yeah. Oh. Seriously? And there's always tickets available, you know, in the first class cabin. So no yeah, one cares. Yeah. Yeah. You were there for only a day? Yeah, we were there for a day. And we were like, no, I don't like this. Let's just go oh, home. That was your last stop? Mm-hmm. So we flew to Germany and then to Oslo. So random. I know, I know. But, you know, so that trip gave me like, in Norway, we call it like you get blood on your t- teeth. <laughs> what? It means that you want more. Oh, for travel. Yeah, so I was like, ooh, I really enjoy this. I want to see more. So we went back to Singapore. I went to Bali. Yeah. went to Bali twice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I went to Singapore. I think I was there four times. Now, in Singapore, you were probably in a hotel. Yes. Proper hotel. Oh, yeah. And then in Bali, you were probably in, like, we were bungalow. In a, we were in a hotel, but kind of, yeah, like bungalow Did you ever stay in those bungalows out on the water? No, but I stayed in one... Oh my God, this is so hysterical. So we stayed in one kind of in the jungle, which was epic. You know, we had this like bungalow that was like hanging over a cliff. Stop it. And we just like opened the windows and there was like parrots flying by. And it was incredibly magical. Yeah. But of course, I don't know if I told our dear readers that I am deadly afraid of snakes. Our listeners, yes. That's my big fear is snakes. snakes. Yeah. Yeah. And the week before we left from Norway, stupidly enough, I had been watching a show about snakes in Asia. Oh, my God. Yeah, which, of course, you know, shouldn't. 
And most of the program was about these kind of like skinny green snakes Mm -hmm. that are the most poisonous ones. Mm -hmm. So we're lying in bed at night watching TV and I'm I'm like looking at the room and I'm like, oh my God, oh, so beautiful. And I'm looking at the curtains and this like head is sticking out. This green head. No. And I started screaming and I'm like, oh my God, it's one of those freaking snakes. Oh my gosh. Call reception. Uh Uh-huh. 20 people come. You said there's a snake in our room. Yeah, I said, please come. There's a snake in my room. Get me out of here. Oh my God. There's a snake in my room. They come with like. Like a little lasso or something. Yeah. A net or something. You know, and they take it, of course, very seriously. And I was like, oh yeah. So I guess that isn't the first time this has happened. Oh my God. Yeah. The whole, and I yeah, was, the whole. I was standing outside in my bathrobe and kind of like tripping, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, yeah, do you have other rooms? Other, I can't stay here. And then they come out and they're like, sir, it's a gecko. It was a little lizard. A lizard. But here's the thing the heads look the same. The head looked exactly. Yeah. Like that snake. Well, especially geckos. They have like kind of like a broad head. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Did you see the gecko or did they just took it away? No. They said there is maybe like 10 geckos in your room. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. yeah. They said that snake doesn't climb up curtains. No. Yeah. It would have been under your bed. I know. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. I was, I remember I hardly slept that night. Yeah, so I was just, so worried like, that jumpy. they were like wrong or oh my gosh. So what I of course enjoyed the most with you know with all this traveling was the food. Yeah. All this amazing food that you know we had. Yeah. Did well, you the, mostly eat in the hotels? No, we mostly ventured out because hotels mostly have like buffets and stuff like that. Yeah. And we kind of wanted the real thing. Yeah. So I remember in Singapore, one of the most incredible things ever was sitting by the river and eating what they call chili crab, which yeah. is crab cooked in this like is Singapore spicy. Where they, is that where they have that famous street food in Singapore? Yeah, they have a lot of Where good, like a street vendor has a Michelin star and stuff like that. I don't know. Stuff. So Singapore is a kind of like... It's or a, Shanghai. It's Am a, I talking Shanghai? It might be. Singapore is a strange place because it's very like regulated and it's very like there's no chewing gum. You can't get chewing gum. Yeah. You can get chewing gum on prescription. So you can't like it's very like I'm not gonna say police state, but it's but but it's, does stri- that, it's very strict. But does that mean that it's a beautiful city? It's a really, really beautiful city. Yeah, and they have this amazing hotel that I wanted to stay at called Raffles, which is where the Singapore Sling was created. What is that? Singapore Sling is a cocktail. Oh, and also Somerset Morgan, a very famous writer, used to stay there. Mm. You know, my entire like childhood and growing up, I'd always read about these hotels. So I was like, oh, I want to stay there. Oh, and we did. Was it fabulous? It was very fabulous. And we had a Singapore sling in the bar where once there was a tiger hiding underneath the pool table. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's just, that happened. That's the legend. That happens. Yeah. You know, tigers come and tigers go. <laughs> oh my gosh. How exotic. I know. Yeah. No, all this traveling was really fun. And then, you know, I was like, okay, I travel now. <laughs> now settled down. So for the rest of the money, I actually bought an apartment. Oh. Yeah. So I did something like smart. But, you know, I have all the memories. Yeah. You know, I've been to Thailand and Bali and Singapore and Australia and New Zealand. Who knows? You know, I don't think I'm going to get back there. Yeah. But I have been, and, you know, it's just incredible. It's incredible memories. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was my world traveling. Love it. Yes. Okay. Should we take a little break and then do some uh, questions? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we are back for a section called What's Up, Sweet Paul? What's up, Sweet Paul? Mm-hmm. Where we have our read. No. Listeners. Why am I saying readers? I listeners questions. Okay. okay. So. First up, Don from St. Louis. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. I have a cooking question for you. I know you both love eggs. Whenever I fry an egg, it always comes out a bit rubbery. What do I do wrong? Please help. Well, a rubbery fried egg? Yeah. It's a heat question. Yeah. If the pan is too hot. Too hot. Then the eggs become a bit rubbery. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're what kind of eggs you're either scrambled eggs or sunny side up or, or just a straight up fried egg. Yeah, you have to do it yeah, on low they heat. Do, yeah, it needs to butter, low heat. And patience. And patience, yeah. That's yeah, what you need. Because sure. I have definitely made rubbery eggs in my life and it's a question of the heat. Yeah. Yeah. The lower the better, honestly. Mm-hmm. And just don't and rush our it. Our favorite is what we call eggs à la française, yes, which is um, a lot of butter in the pan, low heat. You whisk egg with salt and pepper and water into the pan, and you slowly stir mm-hmm. so that you know the egg curds mm-hmm. slowly develop. And it takes like five, ten minutes to make it on the very, very low. But that is incredible. That's on some like buttery toast. Oh, my God. Perfection. Delicious. Delicious. Okay, next question. Yes. Liza. Liza with a Z from New York. Hi, Liza Minnelli. I didn't know you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my God. She's, she's, <laughs> she's listening reaching to from beyond. <laughs> okay, springtime is here. Well, almost. Yes, almost. What's your most vivid spring childhood memory? And I just have to say, I love the podcast. James has a very sexy voice. Oh, oh my God. That must be Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Liza with a Z. With a Z. <laughs> Did I sound mama, like Mama, mama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't give up your daytime job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Springtime memories. Do you know what memory. my grandmother always would make? So we had this little plot in the garden that was all herbs. Yeah. And when the new fresh herbs would come up, we would pick them. Uh-huh. 
And then she would make this, she called it like an herb broth, which mm. simply was... Like a stock, herb stock? Mm-hmm. Huh. That we would drink from cups. Oh. Yeah. Like I remember, a little soothing, mm-hmm. herbaceous. Yeah. yeah. That's so that interesting like, because that's sort of... That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It was kind of like, I think it was her way to like meet spring or, you know, the beginning of summer. But it's also like apothecary. It's like, yeah, but it was, it was also delicious because, you know, she added salt to it. It was like a little salty. And then it was always thyme and rosemary and parsley. Yeah, it was really good. Speaking of, we need to get a big pot of a rosemary bush. Yes. We need to get a lot of herbs. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I remember that really well that we would do that every spring. And then, of course, spring cleaning. I mean, hello. Yeah. The house would be scrubbed from floor to ceiling. Yeah. I think my spring memories, growing up in L.A., there really wasn't anything that that was memorable. But going to New York, Mm. living in New York, and even in Seattle, actually, where there's actual seasons Mm. and all of the blooming trees was really beautiful. Yeah. When all the trees have the flowers. Yeah. I remember we had like this, what's it called? Forsythia? Forsythia, yeah. Forsythia. Yeah, we had that in the garden. But just all the like cherry blossoms and the apple blossoms and all those trees that flower. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid and like the last of the snow and ice would be and there was a little puddle of it. I would go over and I would like break it apart and like throw it out into the road or something just to like help Help it along. Yeah, help it along. And then you probably start to see little buds come Mm -hmm. up. Absolutely. And little purple, little yellow. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you have like daffodils Mm -hmm. and you had all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of daffodils and these little blue, I don't know what they call them. Like, we call them pearl flowers. And, of course, tulips. Yeah. yeah. And irises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, beautiful time. Oh, you need to make some of that herb broth. Yes. That sounds delicious. Herb I would love that right now. I actually have written about it in Sweet Bowl magazine. So, the oh. the recipe should be online. Oh, cool. You, yeah. If you, yeah. Check it out. If you want to make it. Okay. Misha from Philly. Hey guys, how are you doing? Oh, you're doing such a great job with this podcast. It's one of my favorites. Oh, thanks. Let's face it. It's crazy times right now. Even more so just these few weeks in, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know what she's talking about yet, but like. No, I think she's talking about this. The government situation. Everything. What do you guys do to cope with it all? Any tips for the rest of us? Lots of love from Philly. Well, if we're talking about our current political climate, I mean, honestly, part of it, I mean, we listen to the news all the time. Yes. And I think I'm going to stop. Yeah. Because it's actually depressing. Part of it for me is like reverting back to the Reagan and Bush era where I just sort of detached from it. And sort of live my life like the government doesn't matter. Because it's the only way to sort of 
And it doesn't mean I don't vote. It doesn't mean that I don't articulate what I feel is right and wrong. But in some ways you have to like stop being emotionally involved because it will totally destroy you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've never needed anything, whether it was my parents or the government to validate my existence. So, and it wasn't validated for a long time. So I sort of revert back to that a little bit. Yeah. I'm just worried that that those things might be taken away, you know, the rights. Um, well, they were, we didn't have them the majority of our life. So no, I know, but you know now I mean? we have them and we don't want them to go away. It's true. But, you know, in the darkest of times, it's like maybe it's necessary for people to wake up yeah. and stand up. I know, it's just very hard because every day when you turn on the news, there's something new. And now with the like, and more and more the insane. whole corona thing and everything that's going on. Yeah, now, when it, economy comes, now and, when it comes to the economy and when it comes to this coronavirus mm-hmm. mess, that I'm not so worried about. A, the, you know, the stock market has never been relevant to me. And B, the coronavirus, I just keep it moving. Like... Business as usual. I mean, obviously, you know, I just found out today that we have to pause Fog City Fleet in San Francisco for a few weeks until mm. they remove the ban for, you know, yeah. the citywide ban for events. But it's like, I would still have shown up. I would have still done my job. Mm. And, you know, so in that ways, I don't... Well, you can't, I don't, you I don't, can't, you can't I don't, stop living. I don't, I don't live in fear. Life goes on. I mean, we just did our big Palm Springs... Mojave Flea event at Ace Hotel and it was fabulous and you know so there's certain things we have to comply to but otherwise it's business as usual and I just keep it moving that's how I deal with it yeah I'm, I think I need to deal with it that I need to actually stop watching CNN for two hours every morning because it actually makes me depressed it just yeah if it's bringing you down you need to stop yeah i think it is bringing me down and because Because at this point the only thing we can do is vote at this point because the time is now the time is now Mm -hmm. and if we don't work together then we'll just have to survive for another four years but keep it moving yeah okay Yes, that's how we cope. Oh, and a lot of good food and hugs and kisses and, and smoothies from and the doggies. Snuggles with the dogs. Yes. Okay. Veronica from Chicago. I attended the Mojave Flea Ace Hotel in Palm Springs last weekend. Is mm-hmm. that this? Mm-hmm. That's literally just... That question came today? Two days ago. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I loved it so much. Was too shy to talk to any of you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> silly. I know. I know. You should have came up to us and be like, "We're friends of the pod." Yeah, I know. Actually, we were at our market event at downtown LA, and Willem, one of our this drag queen Willem, who does a podcast we listen to, he was there. And I Paul screamed. Was, he to screamed. Him, We're like, friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. Yeah, they have um, the Race Chaser podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Willem in Alaska, and they, it's really funny. They talk about all they do is talk about drag race. It's really fun. But anyway. Can you guys please bring this incredible market to Chicago? I know everyone would love it and keep up this great podcast. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for the kind words. And yes, honestly, the Midwest, Mm -hmm. Chicago probably being the 
headquarters, we would love to create a market in the Midwest. That's You're doing so, one in the South, right? Yeah, we're launching one in the South. Yeah. The Southern Flea mm-hmm. is launching in Nashville this fall at Urban Cowboy, which That's is incredible. the most incredible hotel in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. We're doing a fall series, which is September, October, November. So check that out, thesouthernflea.com. And so, yes, Veronica from Chicago, send us a note if you know of any good properties, mm-hmm. spaces, hotels, green spaces, indoor spaces that would be great to um, partner with to launch a market there. Absolutely. The Chicago Flea. Now, what would we call it? It's a big region, so it would have to be something very Midwestern. Cornfed flea. Cornfed flea, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, thanks for all your kind words and your questions and your notes and your staying engaged with us, even mm-hmm. though we disappear for three weeks. I know. But, you know, if we did the podcast in the middle of all that, it would have been very sad. Yeah, you and probably would have gotten sick and, just from listening to yes, it. Yes, exactly. Okay, guys, you all know the spiel. If you have any questions for us, you can either email us at podcast at sweetpalmag.com or send a direct message on Instagram, Sweetpal Magazine. And please go in and rate us, give us stars, five stars, or maybe six. Write a little review, a little comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Something. Do something. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, people, come on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to try to stay <laughs> healthy. Yes, try to stay healthy. You try to stay healthy, please, around yes. the world. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with our first uh, special guest. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I don't Yeah. I don't know if Glenn Close is going to be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to put her on the... The back burner. The the back burner. (laughs) Well, we can always interview Hugo and Lestat. Oh, my gosh. The stories they can tell. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. All will be revealed. All will be revealed. Oh, my gosh. Hugo would spill all the tea. Oh, yeah. He would totally rat us out. (laughs) He would rat us out for treats. Oh my god. He's a little tree tour. Totally. He's chewing on a twig. It's so great because we have this little tiny backyard and they just get to go in and out as they please. And they love it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, guys. All right. Um, That's it for us. Bye. Bye. Bye.